Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess. I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Okay, welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Um, so this episode I actually hadn't intended on recording initially when I was planning things out. This was not on my list of things, but, um, it's an experience that I just had over the weekend. Today is Tuesday. So over this past weekend, and I thought I'd better talk, speak on it while it's still fresh and, uh, get it out there. (laughs) So here we go. Let's talk about solo travel. And there's a few layers to this because, at least for me anyway, because um, I'm a mom of two and I'm married. And so, of course, we have a life together. And also there's the coronavirus. (laughs) So uh, that is also layered on top of something which I think is not the norm. Um, I do, of course, you see people, we all probably know people who travel alone, who do the solo travel thing, but it's not that common. Even as um, mom, often if you're taking a mom's weekend, quote unquote, it's um, with other moms or other women, especially you do the girl thing, the spa thing, you know, that's all great. Um, this was not that. <laughs> this is that was not what I was aiming for. I said to Nick. Um, so the reason that this all came about was because I took the kids uh, up north for the weekend, the previous weekend, and Nick had the opportunity to spend the weekend by himself and get some things done and just sort of focus on things that he wanted to do. And so I said to him, you know, uh, I could also use a little bit of time to myself and um but really what I want is is to be alone uh I don't want to be going on anybody else's schedule and initially when we started looking at places for me to stay the cost was a little not great and he said to me well maybe I'll take the kids camping and then you can stay home by yourself that way it would reduce some of the cost. And I said, okay, I'm open to that, but I want you to know that the purpose of this weekend of me being alone, having time alone, is to do things strictly for myself and not in service of anyone else. So that means that if I'm home for the weekend, I want I don't want to hear of any expectations of me to get anything done around the house. I don't want that to be an expectation placed upon me because I'm not going to meet it and it will lead to frustration for both of us. And so he said, oh, yeah, okay, in that case, then you probably should go somewhere. And I was like, great, I love that you're aware. Being self-aware is a wonderful thing that you wouldn't be able to um, uphold that, that lack of expectation. So that was when we sort of returned to the idea that I would go somewhere by myself. And I, um, I ended up going to a place called Elora, which is about an hour away from here, an hour north. It's a beautiful place. And I'd never really visited there before, even though we live really close by. And I drive, I mean, throughout my life, I've driven through there probably hundreds of times because we would go up north a lot um, when I was growing up. And even as an adult now, we still go up there. Um, So I thought 
a friend of mine actually that I had been visiting with up north the previous weekend, uh, she had suggested that that might be a place to look. And I thought, yeah, that's a great idea. I've never really been there. And um, it's beautiful and it's fall and, you know, all of the classic white girl shit. So <laughs> so I, I found a B&B, you know, and again, initially, like, so this is going to be part of the conversation too, is about the com- accommodations themselves, because I was originally looking at hotels or even motels, you know, like in Sable Beach, there's the, the June Motel, which is a new place. Um, I was looking in the Blue Mountains at their hotels and their first and foremost, super expensive. And it's not that we are hurting financially by any means, but it feels like you're just throwing away money when you're spending it on things like that because you're just paying for like decor. (laughs) That's what it feels like anyway. You're paying for like a fancy hot tub and a, a, you know, cookie cutter um, decor in your room and, you know, like polished silver. I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel like you're actually getting any value out of that money aside from essentially what amounts to prestige. You can post on your social medias that you stayed at yada yada prestigious place and everyone will think, oh, they have so much money. You know, like it's very, to me, it seems very performative to do this. Again, this is my perception. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is accurate or how people really see things, but this is how I perceive these kinds of decisions that people make and how, and how I fit into these situations. So anyway, I started looking at alternatives to hotels and I found that, you know, on Airbnb, you can rent out um, bed and breakfast rooms through there. And there are lots of them, especially in Alora. It's kind of, I think, known for it. So I found one B&B that looked super cute. It was an old school house. It was like, you know, the pictures of it, it looked immaculate. Um, and it was very reasonably priced. And of course, it's in the name that it comes with breakfast because that's another issue I have with these super expensive hotels is you pay hundreds of dollars for a room and it doesn't include any food. <laughs> and so I'm like, maybe this is my humble beginnings coming out <laughs> in full force where I'm like, I expect to get something out of this. <laughs> So anyway, like I said, in the name, bed and breakfast, it's included. And um, so anyway, so I requested a booking there. I talked to the B&B host and, you know, as soon as he messaged me and started asking me his little queries and things about me, I knew that that was the right decision. Um, I again, it's so along with my virginity about never having been to Allure, I was also uh, popping my bed and breakfast cherry too, because I had never been to a bed and breakfast. So apparently this is a thing with bed and breakfast, but I didn't know. And now I'll probably only ever go to bed and breakfast from now on. Um, but so he messaged me and he goes, first of all, he says there's original hardwood flooring in the schoolhouse. And so we don't wear any shoes inside there. If this is a problem for you, please let me know, or please find another accommodation. And then he said too, that somebody at, at some stage had used, Uh, one of his towels to remove like a face cream or something and it stained it and he couldn't get it out and had to throw it away and he went this very long explanation to basically say like please be respectful of the towels that I provide you and he so he said if you have any reason why you won't be able to meet these requirements please find other accommodation and I said nope you're I'm all good I'll bring slippers it's all good man and uh, then he goes okay so I also have some questions about um, your your diet, any dietary restrictions that you have. If you have any, please let me know. Um, do you eat seafood just in case I 
bake something with seafood in it? And do you like coffee or tea? And do you like cream and sugar in your coffee or tea? And do you want yogurt with your breakfast? And do you like freshly squeezed squeezed orange juice? And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Oh man, yes, please. Please give me all of those things. <laughs> please serve me food in bed. No, it wasn't in bed, but I did have my own table and that was kind of fun. And anyway, so whew, this is a long explanation about something that's really not important, but I, I guess it is important in the sense that I originally was looking for an alternative to a hotel because I didn't want to pay the hotel price for the what I think is little value in it. Um, but what I found as a result of going this way, and I've done this before, you know, Nick especially tends to be an alternative person when it comes to traveling. We backpacked Europe for months and like stayed in only hostels and all the rest of it. So we're familiar with it. But every time I do this, I learn and it ingrains deeper inside of me that that there is so much to be gained from going on the alternative route. You know, I went to this B&B. There was just myself and one other couple there. Uh, the owner did an amazing job of like physical distancing and keeping everything so clean. And it was just, I felt so safe there. And especially because there are so few people. There was only four of us in the building ever at any one time. And it was a huge home. Like, it, yeah. So that alone was such a benefit but one of the reasons why I like to do things the way that I do is because I like to connect with people. And one of the major things that you miss out on, at least I've never had an experience where I've gone to a hotel and actually met anyone. You know, you go down for your buffet breakfast or you, whatever your table service that you're getting for breakfast and you might interact with the wait staff or whatever, but you don't meet people in that setting. It's not designed for it. Versus, in my experience, staying at now the bed and breakfast, but oftentimes hostels um, and things like hostels, you meet people. And I so I learned even back 12 years ago now, it feels like a lifetime, um, when we were traveling around Europe and we were backpacking and staying at hostels, and we, we met quite a number of solo backpackers and so they kind of were my first introduction to this idea that like you could totally travel by yourself and you'd be fine right I mean you obviously have to be a little bit more heightened consciousness of safety and that sort of thing and making sure that you're you're doing things uh, that are safe and if you're going out alone that people know where you are and all of that stuff but in general it's not that big of a deal to travel on your own and it certainly is not a lonely journey, at least again, not in my experience. I love one of my favorite things about doing things alone is the opportunity to meet other people that I don't know yet and get to hear their stories and share with them my story and just connect in that way. And so that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to have this conversation here is because when I was sort of telling people I made the, the plan fairly last minute to do this, but when I started telling people my plan, for the most part, I mean, so what, other moms <laughs> who were in the trenches with me were like, oh, I, I get it. They're, yeah, no question. I totally understand. But a lot of other people were kind of like, don't, well, don't you want to go with a friend? Like, you don't, you don't want to go with anybody, you know? My mom said, like, I'll go somewhere with you. And I'm like, I love, I love you. I love the offer. I want to be alone. Not because I want to, to be... <sighs> 
alone or not that not that I think that it's like lonely it's not lonesome it's just connecting with different people in a different way than you normally would I mean I can count on one hand the number of times that coronavirus actually came up in conversation while I was there and it wasn't this down in the dumps conversation um like it was it was a it was a good conversation um but normally on a daily basis it comes up in my life like all the time because our lives revolve around it right now so that was a huge thing that I hadn't even think thought about until I realized it was happening that I just like wasn't getting involved in conversations about coronavirus for two days (laughs) just like oh this is so refreshing Anyway, uh, so yeah, so I got to the B&B, I talked to the host for a bit, and then I just went for a walk. It was, it, it was like late by the time I got settled in there. Um, so I went up for a walk, I went out and I went to the LCBO and got some wine, and then I came back to my room and just chilled. I watched a Netflix show and had some wine, or no, I guess I read, actually, I read for a little bit, he has this, at the B&B, there was this big common room, um, and then he had spaces where it was like, this group is going to sit over here, and you can sit over here, and anyway, so I was sitting in the, the little chair section that he had there, I read for a bit, had some wine, went back to my room, had a little more wine, and watched Netflix, and then I went to bed, and uh, then Saturday, so it was Friday night, Saturday morning, I got up, he had said that breakfast would be at 9 a.m., so I got up, and just kind of, you know, just puttered around for an hour or so after I woke up. And then I went back upstairs. I went, sat down and read a little bit more and waited for breakfast. And then the other couple came up that was staying there. And so we chatted and, and then, so, okay, so breakfast is served like just after nine. It was fantastic. I mean, it, it was exactly what it sounded like it would be freshly squeezed orange juice, perfect coffee. Uh, he, bakes his own breads and then makes them into like French toast and shit, like super good food. <laughs> and uh, so we had this amazing breakfast together. He sat in, in this room with us. We all sat at a distance from each other and we just talked. We talked for, it ended up being two hours of just sitting there chatting. And, you know, the host is sharing his experiences and knowledge about things and the other couple are too and they ended up getting and leaving uh, about an hour into it and so it was just this uh, this older man and I just sitting there having a, a, a conversation for about an hour but that was like that's part of the whole appeal for me is that I can just sink into whatever is happening in any moment and it's not it's not pressing anybody else to get going there's no schedule I'm not like Oh, I got an appointment booked over here. I did book a massage appointment, but I booked it for the time, like the very end of the time that I was going to be there. I booked it so that I was, I was getting the massage and then leaving immediately after. Well, not immediately. I had a little bit of food after, but like I wasn't, it wasn't going to be this thing where I had to plan around it and do things, you know, it was like, nope, that's going to be the very end. And then otherwise my schedule is completely open. I can just go with the flow. And so that was awesome you know like same thing it's not lonely I'm not alone or I'm not lonely it's not lonesome um I'm just connecting with people differently than I normally would and uh so yeah so then I went out and and everyone had said to me like him and Nick and the couple they're like oh what are your plans for the day I'm like well I think I'm gonna go buy a book and maybe read and go for a hike and that is what I did 
but it took me all day because I went downtown and I was like, oh, oh, there's this cute coffee shop. Oh, I'm going to get a piece of cheesecake and have a coffee and sit and read my book that's on my phone. And then, oh, yeah, no, there's this other shop here. Oh, look at that. Oh, so cute and like shopping. And and then, if you know, two hours after I left to do the, the get the book, I finally made it to the bookstore. And and then I talked to the, the bookstore keeper for an hour. <laughs> it's like, I just, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I loved it. I mean, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was really, really good. It was a good day. So I got my book. I got a book for Bobby and, uh, I went back to the B&B. I had a little nap and then I went for a hike and I got some really nice, beautiful photos of the gorge and all of that. And then I came back up and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to potter again for a bit and then go get dinner. And, you know, it just, it flowed. It flowed really nicely. And I loved that there was no expectation of being anywhere or seeing anybody or being on anybody else's timeline, you know. Um, and so anyway, that's, that's what the appeal is to me. And I realize that to an extent, some of this is sort of a personality thing because not every person is comfortable even going places alone, let alone exploring them on their own and like going into a shop and starting up a conversation with somebody and just talking to them for a long period of time. Um, I also really love to read. Oh man, I could spend days just reading. If someone would pay, someone play me to read, please, because that could be a job for me. So even if I just were to go away somewhere alone and just read for a couple of days straight, I'd be happy. <laughs> Feed me a little bit of food, give me a good book, and I'm content. So that's the uh, the appeal of going somewhere alone. And I'm curious too what people feel about being in the presence of your own company, especially now, because this is, again, one of those, it's a weird time, um, because so many people during this coronavirus period have been left totally isolated and completely alone, and in a different sense than what I'm talking about. So I feel like, you know, if someone were to hear me saying how I needed to get away and be alone for a weekend, and they had been isolated due to COVID stuff um, for a couple of months, they probably would would almost have like PTSD about the idea of that. <laughs> because for them, the isolation was very, very real. You know, not being able to leave their homes, not having any interaction or physical contact with anybody. I mean, not that I had physical contact with anybody while I was away, but I had lots of connection with people, um, <clears throat> like I said, within the shops and the being be host and whatever. So yes, I would be curious to know people's feelings about doing things alone um, and being in the presence of your own company outside of the COVID stuff, because that is a whole different animal in itself, right? That's a totally different thing than going off to explore a new place and meet new people in a new place by yourself, in my opinion anyway. But um, I'd be curious to know if, if people feel that way or if the perception is that it, it's it would be isolating to go somewhere on your own I'm just curious because I I truly don't know I mean I, I feel like there are people out there who that's what conjures in their mind is this image of like just being totally alone and like feeling disconnected 
Um, but for me, it's actually the opposite. I, I get off my phone and I connect more. And actually, I was talking to a friend about this and she said the word present, like being present. And I'm like, yeah, that's that describes it basically. Just being present in exactly the space that you're in and not getting sucked in different directions and, and into the online world that is ever present in all of our lives at this point. Um, so it was a very, very restorative kind of experience for me. And so when I was there too, I was thinking about other things. Like when I was um, working at my retail job, which I did from September through March, um, I would work eat like some some afternoon evening shifts a couple days a week so I would be working till about nine o'clock at night and some nights uh my friend and I who I worked with would go out for a drink after and have like a pizza and other nights I would take myself on a date and uh oh man so I call this uh pardon me master dating (laughs) but I said this to people at work one day and I was met with total shock and like disgust that I would use such a phrase, but I I mean it mostly sarcastically, like just as a joke, but that is what it is. It's literally just taking myself out on dates and prioritizing myself um, and my own pleasures, whether that be, you know, reading a book. I often would go to like a local pub or something and bring a book and just have like a beer or a wine and read. Um, or, you know, I would just like show up to a place and order an appetizer and a drink and then find the local newspaper and just like read the news. I don't know. So I was doing that actually with relative frequency before things shut down. And, uh, I really, really loved it. You know, that's something that I've, I've really learned to love, especially after becoming a mom. I think I've always kind of enjoyed being alone and it was something that I definitely took for granted before I was a mom and now, you know, you never get time to yourself or totally alone. Um, so that was something that I started to think about too was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing things alone. I'm good at it. I've had a good bit of practice at it. Um, and again, I'm curious to know if other people feel this way if people take themselves out on dates or if they're able to prioritize that or if they see the value in it. And I thought about how to, like, what kinds of activities do people enjoy doing on their own? Like, I mean, it seems pretty clear that I like to be able to go to a nice little restaurant or like a cozy spot and sit with a drink and a book, that's a big one for me. But I also really love going to the movies by myself. And I feel like, okay, well, so first of all, I like taking myself to dinner, I think is more so the point, which that in itself, I think is a little unusual. Um, but but also going to the movies by myself. And this is something I have felt this way since the second grade. <laughs> I remember my first date with a boy. His name was Evan. <laughs> and... We went to see Toy Story together. I think we were in the second grade. We might have been in first grade. Anyway, somewhere around there. (laughs) We went to see Toy Story together. And, you know, I liked this boy. I wanted to connect with him. But we went to see a movie. And at that time, when you're that age, the experience looks like this. Your parents drive you to a theater. They buy you a movie ticket. You stand in line or you just go directly into the theater. You sit down in a seat 
you watch your however length of film you're watching, you get up and you leave, your parents drive you home again. <laughs> like, that's the experience. And that's pretty much the experience for most of us. I mean, as we got older, you know, like Nick and I will go, if we're going to a movie now, which is actually kind of rare these days, but anyway, uh, if we go to a movie now, we'll get a coffee beforehand or something, or even a little bit of dinner beforehand, and then we'll go watch a movie, and then we'll drive home together, and we might talk about the movie on the way home together, but there's really very little connection happening in those experiences for me, and so I had that date with this boy that I liked, and I left that experience thinking, I didn't learn anything about this person, I didn't connect with them in any way, I'm not even sure that we ever made eye contact. (laughs) So, like, what, uh, for what purpose do we go to movies with other people? Aside from, okay, granted, at the end of it, you have this this shared experience that you might draw back on um, together, but you could still go see a movie on your own, and your friend could also go on their own and watch the movie and still connect over it afterwards. You don't have to have been there at exactly the same time to do that. And so... It's just, for me, it seems like something that, like, I'm so happy to go to a movie by myself. I love going to movies alone because I'm not, again, I'm not worried about, like, what anybody else wants to do or wants to eat or if they want to go and sit there or they, you know, like, there's just, there's this, this air of relief that you're like, ah, just, I can just sit in this theater seat and read the who's it, what's it's of Hollywood for 15 minutes before it starts and I'm not having to entertain anybody. I'm not, not wondering if they're bored and uncomfortable already or what their experience is like. I'm just worried about me. And then, yeah, because there's zero connection involved with watching a movie with the person you're there with. I mean, okay, maybe not zero. Like, you know, if there's a really pivotal point in the movie and you're both like, "Ah!" or super hard laughing or whatever, I don't know, like that could be a connecting factor. But for me, that's not a strong enough connection to make it worthwhile to have gone to a movie with someone. It's just as nice for me to to experience that with my collective audience who are also there with me. Those things are just as valuable and connecting. Like it's not anyway. Anyway, having a person that I know personally beside me isn't changing the experience that much. So that's another thing where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if other people see it this way because I feel like there's this strong emphasis on on collective movie viewing experiences uh and I'm just I don't know I don't get it I think I don't get it (laughs) so if you can explain it to me I mean by all means hit me up let me know anyway I've gotten a little off track again but that's not surprising (laughs) um the point is to say that I really see value in doing things on your own doing things by yourself for yourself Um, without any preconceived expectations for what you're going to do, how you're going to do things, certainly not external expectations, um, and trying to keep your schedule a little loose and fluid to allow for those organic sort of connections and and, uh, experiences that you you might be scheduling yourself away from. Um, Because, you know, we, we often feel like we just have to, we have to do everything exactly the way that we plan. And I don't think that that's necessarily true. And of course, as I was mentioning at the top of the episode, 
as well, maybe finding some alternative ways to enjoy activities by yourself um, rather than going the expensive impersonal hotel route. Maybe you'll go to a B&B or a hostel and try a little bit more personal connection. That will also, of course, depend on what it is that you're after when you do these things. Maybe you really don't want to interact with anybody else. <laughs> so the, the hotel where you spend your time totally alone is exactly what you want. That depends on you. Um, so anyway, that's, that's what I have to say about that. And um, yeah, I think we'll, I'll leave it there for today. I don't have anything else to add to this conversation at the moment. So yeah, let's wrap it up. Thank you again for joining me today. Uh, I really, really appreciate you being here. And I want to remind you that if you want to keep up with the podcast um, on other platforms, I have a webpage that you can find me at lookatthismesspod.wordpress.com. There's also Instagram, which is the same name, lookatthismesspod. And uh, you can also email me at archykate, A-R-C-H-Y-K-A-I-T, at gmail.com if you would like to be on the mailing list. And I will try my best to somewhat regularly send out some freebies over there. So get your name on the list if you want to claim a freebie. And otherwise, uh, yeah, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. And I will see you next time.